0: Hey guys, Lee here with a quick note about this episode. This is officially now intermission episode number 41. This used to be another thing that was going to go towards our friend and fellow podcaster Gary Hill's 31 Days of Howling Beasts. This was recorded by Lady Lee and I a year ago now. Pretty much a year ago to within a few days, honestly. Because we watched this on the October vacation we took together last year, and submitted it to Gary. He had, you know, 31 Days of Halloween kind of thing going on, but in this case it was 31 Days of Howling Beasts, bunch of movies with Beast in the title, and he was having different podcasters record an episode on said title, and then submit it to him, and he was going to release it on his feet. He didn't quite get it finished due to various reasons, and I asked him, hey, do you still have that, Gary? can I have that? Can I use that? And he's like, yes, you may. And so, hey, we've been trying to throw some extra content in this month for intermissions and the like for Halloween, and uh, this is a perfect one to throw in there. So, it sounds a little different than how our episodes have sounded in the last little while, you know, a couple different clips here and there. I've done a little bit of editing, but not a lot. It's just a quick, informal chat about that movie. Lady Lee and I were both pretty sauced when we got into talking about this one so uh, you know just a quick little in and out hope you enjoy catch you later listening to they must be destroyed on site the following podcast contains adult language adult situations and spoilers for the movies discussed occur often you've been warned now take it away dr raush
1: they must be destroyed on site
0: Oh, this is not a usual episode of They Must Be Destroyed on Sight. This is for Gary Hill's Cinema Beef. This is 31 Days of hallowing Beasts. And Lady Lee and I are both drunk. Uh, We were going to record this on our vacation. Is that not correct, Lady Lee? We
2: had the intentions of recording this on our vacation, and we had the goal of watching the movie on our vacation, and we barely squeezed in watching the movie.
0: And you fell asleep through some of it.
2: You weren't supposed to tell people that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it happened. You still
2: weren't supposed to. I was supposed to do like I do with my homework, where I just get away with it. Like, come did, on
0: did, did you want us to, to bullshit and pretend we were still on vacation? Was that where, what your hope
2: hoping No, was? I was just saying you didn't have to say that I fell asleep through it.
0: Uh, okay.
2: By the way, uh, it's almost unfortunate that people do not see the intro and us. Cause that was quite the intro this time. We that did a lot of, a,
0: we did a lot of moves.
2: That was an extravagant dance off that we had a pose off.
0: You, you know, you know what? I, I mean, if we had a patron, we don't have a patron. That could be a patron extra. Cause I could rip the video and just post it somewhere. So, you know, Gary Hill, he, he put the task to us, uh, be, uh, Howling Beasts, 31 Days of Howling Beast, and he had all these films of a list. I I don't know if he necessarily checked his list of films all that deeply. Because the film that we were given well, not given, but picked, uh not anything like pretty much everything else on the list. Because most of the films were like Sasquatch films. An actual films, beast. Actual beasts. This is the beast of five fingers from 1946 and there's no beast in it. Uh, (laughs) it, uh, It's directed by uh, Robert Flory uh, who did, who was sort of a journeyman director. Uh, He did all kinds of stuff. One of his other notable horror films was murder in the Rue Mort from 1932, but he did a lot of crime films and stuff like that. Uh, Had a very successful career that went up to like 1951 and died in 1979, something like that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he wasn't a big horror director. Um, this is written, and, <laughs> and, it, and it, here's, the, here's the reason I picked this, by the way, for us. This is written by Kurt Siedemach. Uh, and we just recently did Creature with the Atom Brain. And he wrote that as well. So that's why I sort of picked this one from the list. Uh, it's, it's based on a story by W.F. Harvey. It's starring Robert Alda, who is the father of um, Alan Alda from MASH uh, as Bruce Conrad. It's got and- Andrea King as Julie Holden. Peter Laurie as Hil- Hillary Cummings. And Victor uh, Franson as Francis Ingram. And yeah, this is sort of the story of a uh, successful pianist who's like super famous in the Italian town that he lives in uh he had a stroke or something like that so mm-hmm. he lost the use of of his main of his main arm so he had to relearn how to play piano with his left arm i guess is is what it is uh and he's got like a vast fortune he's got a maid who was taking care of him who's fallen in love with who is uh in love with a different person um and he dies uh like he 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 mistreats some people in his life. Like he's 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 kind of a piece of shit. Uh of shit. yeah. And so uh, he he kind of mistreats Peter Laurie, although Peter Laurie's kind of a he's he's sort of a psychic mystic, like fraudulent asshole who's kind of taking advantage of this guy. Um and yeah, it it it, it just kind of becomes like this murder mystery thing uh there's no beast in it like we said before <laughs> uh it, it it's it's very much about uh oh so the pianist dies and now there's this whole thing about oh maybe his hand from his strong arm because apparently <laughs> you know when he retrained his new arm it became super strong like it's like ugh, like fucking super fist fucking With arm
1: strong hand
0: yeah <laughs> uh, apparently that you know apparently that like there's one scene early on where he chokes Peter Lorhe and like scratches his neck and shit so he's got like a super strong hand there and but he dies uh, he, he may have been murdered he may have just died through his own uh, negligence like he, he goes on his fucking wheelchair and you pointed this out uh how the fuck does he get upstairs? Because there's no elevator in this house, right? Like, like he he he's up in the second floor of this fucking vast mansion he lives in, uh, and then he gets like either pushed or he just falls down the fucking stairs and dies. And well, great stunt,
1: yeah,
0: and great stunt work, right? Like, yeah, but you don't see him get pushed or anything. You just see the fall, and like there's the stunt performer who did this fucking thing. Nineteen fucking forty-six. Greats fucking stunt work, man. Like fucking immaculate stunt work. Looks so fucking good. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna That's throw. It. I'm. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw to you to your thoughts first. Like in general, what what you sort of thought of this. Like
2: uh, I don't even think like there wasn't there wasn't much to the story. Like yeah. there wasn't. Uh, I think it was kind of a cool idea that they had. Like there was a a very fun um, story to be told when you think Mm -hmm. about it. Cause like the whole idea of the death and the hand and everything and a whole being all psychological and all this weird stuff that was cool. Mm -hmm. But it was told in a terrible way. Like there were so many parts where, like I was telling you before we even started the podcast, just, the whole idea of like the the reading of the inheritance, you understand the purpose of it was because uh, Hillary wanted his books. That's it. So you understand uh-huh. that the father or brother in law doesn't get the books or doesn't get anything. Like he just everything goes to the maid. Yeah. And is excited because that means he still gets his books. And that's the only purpose. They could have cut that part down so, so much, but they made this huge scene that happened of saying like, Oh, he wasn't sound in mind. Oh, he was crazy. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, like it just kept going. And it's like, Oh, you can't accept this. And then the boyfriend is like, yeah, you can't accept this. Cause everything went to the, the maid.
1: Yeah. And the
2: maid's just like, well, yeah, I'm accepting it. And then you never hear it again.
1: <laughs> it never brought up again. Yeah. It was
2: being denied for. And at the end of the, the the fucking movie, she's just like, Oh yeah, cool. I'm giving the house. Why? Why? The guy was treating her like garbage the whole fucking time. He didn't deserve the house. He was a brother-in-law. He wasn't even like a family member.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it was like the fucking family was being the biggest dicks. Like
0: I was so disappointed.
2: Take the this. house and sell it? Like
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. thing
2: with like fucking 13 ghosts? Like do the same goddamn thing. <laughs> Get an inheritance for a massive house. Sell the fucking house. Like yeah sure you can't afford it. Sell the fucking house. So, and then she kept the boyfriend, and then the fucking movie with the whole like I don't know. The buildup was really slow. There was no real
0: like you're you're right. It was so fucking slow. Like it took a good thirty minutes before this got going anywhere. Like it was, it was so fucking slow. Man, it it starts out with this whole sequence in like a cafe and there's all this shit going on, all this backstory that makes no sense, has nothing really to do with the film. And then, like, honestly, it all builds up to Peter Lorre's performance at the end. Like, that. that's all the movie hinges on. Like, so this was Warner Brothers' only horror film in the 1940s. And this was Peter's Peter Lorre's last film with the studio and God. peter and 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 peter Laurie at this point sadly to say like he's kind of on his downswing uh like he had a lot of problems like health problems drug addiction mm. uh like you can see here he's noticeably much thinner than he was earlier on um and he's kind of just doing peter lauri like i told you when we were watching this uh, so Peter Laurie at this point is kind of like what Christopher Walken is now, where he gives the Christopher Walken performance that you expect, mm. kind of thing, right? So this is what yeah. Peter is doing. Not try to downplay the fact that Peter Laurie's fucking great, and he, he gives- did
2: a great job in this movie. Mm. He played, even though that it was Peter Laurie doing Peter Laurie, he did a good job. It was suited for this part. It yeah. was just unfortunate that the whole movie was meh. But he was, uh, he's the only good part. Like, he was the only good thing. He, 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 he
0: honestly is the only good part of this movie. And, like, there, there's the whole psychological angle. Like, like, the movie, the whole thing is, like, is the disembodied hand of this pianist strangling people to death for whatever reason? And we find out at the end, no. We find out that P- it's Peter laurie has been killing people all the time, but Peter Laurie at this point has become so crazy that he's actually believing his own bullshit. Like he, he was like scheming to like trick people to think that this was happening. So he could like get the inheritance for the books that he wanted and shit. But he got to the point where he became so insane that he's actually convinced that the hand is actually disembodied and like going around and killing people. So there, there is, like, a psychologically complex element to this, but it's never fully fleshed out in the film in a way that's satisfying. Um,
1: and so, nothing's
2: explained. Like, it's yeah. just, okay, cool. It was Peter Laurie this whole time. What about every other question that was asked? Like, what about the light in the mausoleum? What about yeah, uh, yeah. all the rest of the stuff that happened? What about the fact that you saw him here and then he was there? Like, it was just so much shit.
0: <laughs> just just like just, just such a letdown and i mean this this film it is in a genre that i really love and it's a, it's a very unique small subgenre of horror movie uh, the idea of either the disembodied hand killing people or uh you getting a transplant of a body part that forces you to do things f- because of the previous owner of the body part so, like, you have, like, The Hands of Orlac, which has been remade multiple times. It was remade as Mad Love in 1935 that we covered on the podcast, which was starring Peter Laurie. Um Or you have, like, Hands of a Stranger from 1962, Crawling Hand from 63. Uh, you have The Hand in 1981, which is kind of an unofficial remake of this with Michael Caine. Um, or you have body parts from 1991, which also kind of does the same thing. Uh, I I love this kind of idea, this genre, but this is one of the worst versions of this I've ever seen because it takes so long to get to the fucking point. Uh, it takes so long to get to fucking Peter Laurie just fucking rocking it with his performance at the end, where he goes just super fucking crazy. Um. So yeah, like. I kind of think it's worth it as a Peter Laurie completist just like just to see his him doing his thing. But like so much of this film is so fucking boring. Like I just don't give a shit.
2: Well, it was even funny because when I, you noticed that I fell asleep in the movie Mm -hmm. and when I said that I had to rewatch it, you're like, yeah, you didn't miss much. And that's the reality of it. Like I, I honestly didn't miss much. Like that's how much storyline there was. I didn't sleep, fall asleep for that long, but it was just one of those things like other movies you have to go back because you have to understand this. Mm. Like we got to the end and I was like, Oh, okay. That's it. Like, yeah. this, there was <laughs> it was nothing a, that was compelling. It was like, there
0: was a- yeah. It was like, Oh, Peter Laurie did it. Yeah. Okay. Like the, the, they're in a better film. This is better fleshed out. Like the, the psychological stuff of Peter Laurie and like the, the complexity of that is kind of cool, but this film doesn't tackle it in any degree that works. So it's just kind I of a waste it. it's just kind of a waste of fucking time man it's- And
2: the ending too with the police officer who has like the hand in the ring and he's like oh
0: ha-ha, <laughs> Yeah I what, have a hand what what the me. fuck what the fuck was that I don't know. Like he breaks the fourth wall it's like waves the fucking hand at the fucking audience as a joke like that kind of tells me that the people making this film knew this is bullshit and we needed, we needed something for levity at the end to, like, maybe get people to laugh. Because, oh, my God. Like, I'm not going to say this is a terrible film, but it's, it is kind of a bad film. And it doesn't work.
2: It's not something I would recommend. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, if you are a completionist, I understand that. But even then, you might be able to allow yourself to skip one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just so unfortunate because like I even um, uh, you telling me and showing me all the other movies that he's been in. It's kind of mm-hmm. cool because you see Peter. I, I've seen Peter Lorre. I haven't watched his movies, but I've I've heard of him. I know of him. And for this to be my first experience, it was uh, he was great. I mm-hmm. I won't even say that it would took me away. Like I am excited, but like I just feel like my my virginity was taken in such a shitty way. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's like the.
0: Oh man! Oh, okay. We we have to watch M together. I'm down on the day. I'm totally
2: down. Yeah. I enjoyed his performance, even especially when you told me this was kind of like the lower end of like what he has done. Yeah. I I was impressed. I thought he was really good. I thought he was the only one who actually had life to his character. Everyone else was very stale.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, the maid was gorgeous. That she was. was and the asshole guy, the boyfriend, whoever the fuck mm. he was, he was a handsome man, but I didn't care for his character, and his character was pointless. Like, you could have literally taken his character out of the movie entirely, and mm-hmm. it would make no freaking difference.
0: Yeah. Like,
2: exactly. I don't know, they were supposed to, like, hint that he was supposed to be the one murdering people, but it was just so poorly done that you never really even considered him to be?
0: They Yeah, like... <sighs> I mean, they hinted at red herrings, but they never really set them up all that well. So, like, at the end, it's just like the whole movie's, like, the whole last act of the movie is kind of a wet fart because it just explains, here's K- Peter Laurie, and here's how he's the killer. Like, yeah,
1: okay. It
2: was, it was a very meh movie. It
0: yeah.
2: wasn't, wasn't captivating. It wasn't entertaining. It was nothing... Like there was nothing, I don't know, nothing to brag about. I think that's 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 it. That's that's all. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, a very mediocre, like neither here nor there, movie.
0: Yeah. So, um, thanks, Gary. Uh, I mean, I still enjoyed getting a chance to watch this and talk about it. Absolutely. And, yeah, and so I hope this is a good episode of your thirty-one days of howling beasts. Even though there were no beasts in this movie, uh, I think honestly, I think maybe this is the one film in your whole selection that has no fucking beast in it of any sort.
2: Uh, we, think
0: <laughs> we I mean, but that's that's on par for what we do. Though we we always pick the oddball shit. So it's, I mean. Uh-
2: it's not a bad thing though, because we got to explore a movie that mm-hmm. the the graphics were awesome, like the hand, yeah, the, the murderous hand. It looked amazing. It looked very good, especially even today. Like you see that, and mm-hmm. I was I was impressed. I was was trying to figure out how they actually did it uh, back the, then. Uh, the, it the effect, the
0: e- yeah, the effects in this are super fucking impressive. They <laughs> they really are for 1946. Uh, the disembodied hand shit. Is really good. Like it, I, I assume they're using the same effects to use for the Invisible Man and shit like that. Kind of the same pro- fucking process, but looks really good.
2: It and does. Wanna... I was really impressed.
0: Yeah. But uh, yeah. Cheers, Gary. Cheers, everyone listening. Uh, I'm gonna play our outro now.
2: <laughs> our so, outro.
0: Yeah, our outro. So people know yeah. where they can find us. Listen but to uh, us. yeah, listen to us. Come, come listen to us. We we talk about stuff.
2: We talk, yeah. We do stuff.
0: We do movies. <laughs> sure, sure. That's what we do. Uh, yeah. Uh, we stick
2: fingers and things.
0: <laughs> oh my! Don't don't get me started. Don't get me started. Yeah, we do stick fingers and things. But that, that was on that was on our vacation. Uh, yeah. Here's the outro. must be destroyed on site for further episodes our Apple podcast Facebook and YouTube links please go to tmbdos.podbean.com thank you drive through